0: Today's guest on the podcast is Peter Shankman. Peter has been called by the New York Times a rock star who knows everything about social media and then some. He's a five-time bestselling author, entrepreneur, and corporate keynote speaker focusing on customer service and the new and emerging customer economy. He is recognized worldwide for radically new ways of thinking about the customer experience, social media, PR, marketing, advertising, and... ADHD, Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. In addition to his passion for helping people and companies find success, some of Peter's highlights also include he's the founder of Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, which you guys may remember, and he is also the founder of Shank Minds Breakthrough Network, an elite online mastermind of thought leaders, business experts, and change makers. Peter lives in New York City with his daughter, and he also loves the sport. Of triathlon. I hope you all enjoyed this episode with Peter Shankman. Welcome to the Same 24 Hours Podcast with Meredith Atwood. We all have the same 24
1: hours each day, and it's what we do with those hours that makes all the difference between our health, happiness, and success.
0: Welcome to another episode of the same 24 hours podcast. I'm your host, Meredith Atwood. Today's guest on the podcast is Peter Shankman. Hi, Peter. I think you muted yourself. I did. I'm I'm pretty (laughs) like that. How
1: are you? (laughs) How's everyone doing today? It's oh. it's Monday. Come on, give me cut me some slack. <laughs> oh, no slack.
0: No slack, Peter. Sorry. It is Monday. And it is so we just recently moved to Kansas and it's super windy. Why, why would
1: why why would you do that? Did See, everyone says that,
0: but it's really nice. <laughs> I love it here. I've heard great things. I have yeah, friends there. I've heard yeah, wonderful things about Kansas. We're in Overland Park and it's super suburbia and I, I really like it, but it's super windy. And this is the first episode I've actually recorded here. And I keep thinking, oh my gosh the wind <laughs> they're just uh-huh. going to hear nothing but wind from me but no doubt. well happy monday and Indeed. thank you so much um i've been a fan for a while and it's great to connect and um so let's start by talking a little bit about your last weekend you said you were in vegas
1: i was i threw an event so so vegas funnily enough is is not a place for me i am i'm very much uh, anti Vegas. When I have to give keynotes, it's actually in my contract that I'll only do a 1230 keynote, a lunchtime keynote in Vegas. So I can get there at 6 a.m., you know, take a 6 a.m. flight, land at 10, speak at 1230, uh, get back on a plane at 430 and come home. Uh, <laughs> me in Vegas with no chaperones or supervision is never ends well. Right. And so I had to actually throw an event where I had to be there for four days and it was, uh, it proved interesting. I, 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 uh, was able to, um, do, uh, take care of myself um, by not by just being smarter by by making sure that um, I, my schedule was entirely always booked that I never had downtime right mm. even on the one day I allowed myself to sleep in late the day before the event I still made sure I didn't have downtime I scheduled in sleeping late
0: because downtime would be you getting lost in a casino and emerging ten days later.
1: Exactly. A casino or, <laughs> or, or um, you know, it, 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 it's nothing that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Everything that happens in, in Vegas stays on Instagram. And so, you know, it, it's just it, – am I going to go and, and and ruin my – you know, blow my kid's college fund? Probably not. But let's just not risk that.
0: Right. You know, now I get I,
1: it. I have, I have two very distinct speeds. My ADHD means that I only have two speeds and they are namaste and I'll cut a bitch. And there is <laughs> – the, the, there is – there is no middle ground there. And so I have learned that valuable lesson. See, um, I kind
0: of have those two speeds too, but I don't think I have ADHD. What does that say about me? Ah, you're probably an entrepreneur. But, you
1: know, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's very much aware. Um, you, know, you just have to be very aware of, yeah. of, of, of what you're doing and, you know, how to, how to take care of yourself and how to make sure that you're, you're, you're doing the right thing all the time.
0: So let's talk about ADHD. Tell us what that was like kind of growing up and when you kind of figured out um, when when you were diagnosed and how you've hacked it and kind of imp- not even hacked it. That's probably a bad word.
1: Uh, for me, ADHD, when I was growing up, didn't exist as a kid. Um, when I was growing up, it was sit down, you're the class, disease. And every single report card um, was, as a matter of fact, I literally just this morning, I was putting away, let me find it for you. I was putting away my photos and uh, I some photos from last year and I found Um, a photo, uh, something I had cut and pasted from, here it is, um, from my report card in 1980 when I was seven years old, eight years old, Mm -hmm. uh, socialization. Peter accepts responsibilities and is very helpful in class. However, he shows little self-control in speech and at times doesn't follow directions. He can work independently but has a relatively short attention span for his age. Therefore, he doesn't concentrate on his work. Peter seems to relate better with children either older or younger than himself. (laughs) I mean, if that is not classic ADHD, right? And uh, But back then, again, it didn't exist. And so my parents, you know, I had a very, not tough childhood. My parents loved me and they never stopped believing in me, but... You know I would ask myself a lot why can't you just be like everyone else why is this so difficult why do you keep making these mistakes and and it was
0: hard no so what what is it what was is it, what is it like as a child I mean I don't have a lot of experience with ADHD so when you were in that classroom and you were seven what what was it like for you
1: ADHD is simply the inability to uh, the, for the brain to produce enough dopamine serotonin and adrenaline to keep you focused and so as, 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 as because of that you're constantly looking around for stimuli that stimuli can take its place in many forms. For me, at an early age, I learned that I was able to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. So, and when you make people laugh, that's incredible stimuli. Holy crap, they like what I said. Ha ha! This is awesome. What a great feeling. So, teacher would say something. You know, I remember I was in Hebrew school to get my to go for my bar mitzvah and uh, get kicked out of a class because the teacher. You know, and the the, the de- Jews were in the desert for forty years, and what weren't they allowed to eat? Of course, the right answer is you know anything non kosher. Raise your hand, Peter. Pepperoni pizza. Go to the office. You know. <laughs> My, my A lot of, my, my literally my name was Peter, go to the office. It wasn't Peter Shank. It was Peter. And, you know, it was difficult, but, and it took tons and tons of time to come into myself, as it were, probably not in my mid thirties, when I realized that, that what I have can actually be very beneficial if I know how to use it properly.
0: And that's the topic of your latest book, Faster Than Normal. Yep. Turbocharge your focus, productivity, and success with the secrets of the ADHD brain. So, okay, what are the secrets? What, what are these secrets? Well, I mean, look,
1: you know, a lot of people who have ADHD. They don't look at it as a gift. I personally believe ADHD is a massive gift as long as you know how to use it. If you understand how to use ADHD, you can do incredible things, truly incredible things. But you have to understand how to work brain. Essentially, if you're driving a Honda all your life and someone comes up to you at age 30 and says, hey, here's a Lamborghini. Have fun. If you have never driven a Lamborghini before and you try to drive it the same way you drive a Honda, you're going to crash over a tree. right? You have to understand how to drive it. Um, and so for me, for people with ADHD, that means you have to understand how to drive a faster brain. And the beauty of it is whether you have ADHD or not, you can become incredibly productive and gain a lot more strength and 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 life out of your day. Simply by following the rules that I do. First rule of thumb is you have simply have to exercise every single day. When you don't have enough dopamine in your system, that's when you start to get into trouble. And an hour of exercise every single day will give you back that dopamine. So at 3.45 this morning, like every other day, I was on my Peloton um, bike. I get up. Well, probably at 4 o'clock. I get up around 3.45. By 4 o'clock, I'm on my bike. I do one or two uh, Peloton classes. The bike is six inches from my bed. I literally have to walk around it to get to the bathroom. So it's not like I'm going to miss it. (laughs) Right. Good plan. Right. I sleep in my gym clothes. I sleep in my bike shorts. If I had to think about oh do so I really want to go and find my bike shorts and put them I'd be sleeping. I'd be, you know, hitting snooze. I'm in my bike shorts and my socks. It's kinda hard to not work out when you're literally in your clothing. Right. Um I am I, I try to eliminate choice as uh, much as humanly possible. Uh, I have, um, now do you have a st- history
0: of working out? Were you an athletic kid or is this not in the slightest? Okay. I, uh, growing up,
1: I, I ran by pressing X on a controller. That was about it. <laughs> um, or I ran in, when in my twenties, I ran to the store for cigarettes that, you know, it wasn't right. anything more than that. And so for me, uh, I got into exercise probably in my late twenties because a, uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, uh exercise, And she said, you know, you should try this. You, you would do really well here. Um, uh, you, running is like walking. It's just faster and you'll meet lots of women. I'm like, okay. So, you know, <laughs> and, uh, it became this, um, this sort of, sort of, uh, mind blowing, um, uh, experience for me. Like, I finished my first one. I'm like, holy crap. I'm high as a kite. Right. And it was wonderful. But again, you gotta make sure that you're doing the right things. Um, so, you know, I have the elimination of choice, right? I, I follow a, um, a 20 and 4 schedule. I eat four hours out of the day. Uh, mm. 20 hours out of the day, I don't eat. Why? Because it's elimination of choice. I don't have to think about, ooh, should I go get some pizza? No, you can't. It's not between 4 p.m. and 8 p.m. Right? No. And it, it eliminates choice. I have two sides to my um, to my um, closet. One side says office slash travel, and it is uh, T-shirts and jeans. The other side says speaking Slash, uh, TV, uh, speaking slash television. And it allows me to wear a button down shirt, jacket, and jeans. Everything else, suits, uh, you name it, are sitting in my, um, are sitting in my, um, um, daughter's closet, my other room. Because if I had to think about, oh my god, I remember that sweater. I, no, Laura gave me that sweater. I wonder how she's doing. I should look her up. <laughs> it's three hours later, I'm naked in the living room on Facebook. I haven't left the house. Got it. You have to understand yourself.
0: That's really interesting. Yeah, I, I'm that way with um, certain foods. I, I get the elimination of choice. Eating certain hours in the day is not my no, issue, no but I have to eliminate. Yeah, like when you said pepperoni pizza <laughs> a few minutes ago, I was like, Whoa? totally.
1: That sounds great. And yeah. you know, it's, it, it, there are certain types of people in the world who have. Um, the ability to, uh, um, how should I put this? They have the ability to order pizza. Uh, you know, I don't want to cook tonight. I'm going to order a pizza. They have two slices and they put the rest in the fridge.
0: I don't understand that.
1: That's called leftover pizza. I've never had leftover pizza in my life. No. Right? So that's not a no. thing. That's not a thing. And so again, knowing yourself.
0: Yeah, no, yeah, uh, I talk about this all the time about moderation. that exactly. Moderation is not available I don't to everyone. has it, right. <laughs>
1: um, you know, and that's why I quit drinking.
0: Yeah, me too. Um, I'm sober for three years. Yeah, good for you. I'm I'm, too. I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm, 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 I want to say a little, I went, I went about just under two years and then I, then I, I didn't say like I blew it. I had a drink and I went back and now I'm back on the, I'm back to not drinking. I prefer myself. Yeah. When I'm yeah. not drinking, I think is the best way to put it. I well, see, that brings
0: Vegas it. in a whole new perspective, because that's what I... <gasps> no I've, question about yeah, it. Yeah, I've never been to Vegas, and I've always wanted to go, and now, as a sober person, I'm like, I really don't think there's anything good for me in Vegas.
1: Well, you know, it's interesting. I enjoy I enjoy, um, I enjoy uh, Vegas for what it is, right? Um, I like playing blackjack, but again, things have to be very... I have to be very, very aware right. of what I do.
0: So knowing yourself, okay, so we exercise, that's a, that's a big thing and know yourself. So you have to kind of remove impingements and roadblocks, right? I mean, okay. So what else, what else has really helped you?
1: Um, so I talked about exercise, eating healthy is Mm -hmm. tremendously awesome. Um, you know, you, you eat like crap, you feel like crap. It's true. I, I, I know how I feel after an entire pizza. I also know how I feel after an apple. Right? I try to use the apple test with everything. Uh I'm hungry. Well, do you want an apple? No. You're not really hungry. No, I really am. Okay, I need this apple. No. Okay, so you're not really hungry. So it's this constant battle I have with my brain. Right. But it works. You know, and again, it, it's the key for me is is the, there's a movie came out called War Games. Um uh the only winning move is not to play, right? And um the premise is that you know, if you play Global Thermal Gear War, you're going to lose. No one's going to win. So the only one who is not Broder, to play maybe? Matthew Broderick. Yeah, 1982, yeah. Okay. and so. I, but I'm sort of that same way, right? I don't have one drink; I have six. I don't have one slice of pizza; I have eight. It's, so it's easier for me simply not to play. And do I miss playing? Of course I do, but it's easier not to play. And I have to. I've never woken up in the morning and saying, "Gee, I wish I'd played last night." Right. So yeah, just be aware of yourself, and you know, uh, it doesn't say I'm not perfect occasionally i i i fall down i eat the entire pizza i drink the bottle of, of wine whatever but i try very very hard it, it's very very rare that i do that uh, i had a trainer my f- one of my favorite guys in the world my friend ken my friend ken said to me one day he goes peter um uh, so a cheat day is not supposed to last three weeks you know that right
0: <laughs> yes <laughs> but he's right yeah I, you know, I had a, I'm doing, I'm training for a figure competition, which is really hilarious if you've seen me, but I'm working, I'm working toward that. And so my nutrition is very, very dialed in. Right. And the other day, like Saturday, I guess, um, I just ate like trash all day and I couldn't figure out what happened. Like to me, it just happens to me and I don't know why. Right. And, and I realized it was caused because I went to breakfast with my daughter and she had toast with almond butter slathered on it that she couldn't eat. She can't eat almond. And I can, even though I know that I should never eat bread. It is just, it might as well be pizza. It's, you know, and then I'm in Vegas for three weeks on on my bench. But I had, I ate her toast with almond butter. And then for the rest of the day, I just like ate whatever came across me, you know, whatever I saw, I just ate. And I thought, I don't understand how this keeps happening, but it is, it's just not available to me i am not allowed to have certain things because i just go off the deep end so i get you how do you how do you when i keep him out of the house huh
1: i keep him out of the house yeah you know there was a great um interview with uh aaron sorkin back when he was writing uh interview came out about uh, two years ago but it, it was it was it was all about when he was writing west wing and he basically said that um Every like six months or three three months or six months, he would take a weekend and go to Vegas and basically just stay coked up for 48 hours. And he'd be <laughs> high as a kite on, on, on Coke and he'd drinking or whatever. And he'd write some of his best scripts. Um, and he'd come home and would never do it again. Like until the next time I went to Vegas, that was his thing. He never did it at home. Hmm. Right. And that was how he got through it. It, it on a, on a much lesser scale. It's sort of the same. I, um, you know, I know sometimes that the only things to make me feel better is a large pepperoni. And mm-hmm. that's not often. Often I can placate it with a ride on my bike, with a run, whatever. But, you know, I've been fighting a bad foot for the past couple of months. I have to have surgery next month, you know, and I know that there's sometimes I can't do 10 miles. I can't go a 10 mile run. I can do a 15 mile ride. but I can't do 10 mile run. And that's where it was now. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm ordering a pizza. Yeah and um
0: but how okay. do you deal with the consequences because that's where I, there like... are none
1: there are none if mm. i order one pizza and i eat one pizza i've accepted that's what's going to happen i accept that i'm going to feel crappy yeah but the next morning i'm going to wake up and I get back on the bike
0: yeah and i think that's the key and and knowing that it's not perfect. Again, I mean, it's
1: not right it can't yeah. a cheat day can't last three weeks
0: <laughs> and then you also cannot just beat yourself up over it no You You have it go. That that goes along with the cheat day and and the (laughs) self-flagging that happens. Like you can't continue that for three weeks. Exactly. And here's the thing: you know, having a full,
1: doing really well for three months, then having a pizza doesn't mean you failed. Those that doesn't take away those three months at all. Those three months are still you still rock those three months.
0: Right. But perfectionism. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I you know, I've tried really hard to, to 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 let it go away. I do what I can do, the best I can. And I'm not perfect. No one is, right? And if you try to believe you are, you're going to screw yourself. Just do the best you can every day, and try to do a little bit better the next day. My logic is: if I've helped, if I've helped someone, if I've done a little well, if I've made a couple of bucks, and if I've made the life of an animal better, I'm pretty good. I I think it's pretty much a win.
0: Are there certain foods that you found not from a moderation or go crazy standpoint, but that? stand in the way of your focus?
1: Carbs. Yeah. I, I, I tend really hard. I try really hard to avoid carbs. And when Um, you say
0: carbs, do you mean like starry carbs, carbs, star breads,
1: uh, pastas, uh, things like that. Unfortunately, you know, I, I usually try to do, I try to do mostly a, um, a, um, keto lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So it's primarily very, very low carb. Uh, problem is when when you go with, pizza. It's just the worst of all possible worlds because a large pepperoni. Not only are you eating all the all the all the all the carbs of the of the of the of the pizza dough, but then you have the fat of the cheese and the pepperoni. It's like you just can it's, it's literally the worst of everything.
0: We have talked about pizza for eighteen minutes. It's pretty true. Well, I you think know, we like let,
1: we're, no, we're talking about the things that matter. Let's be honest. That's right. But but yeah, so it's 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 tough. But I do try to go low carb, and, and once I'm in it for a few days, like right now, I'm in the office, but right now at home, I am like hour six into a ten hour uh, slow pork uh, pork shoulder slow roast. Um, they're slow, slow cooker, type thing, And that's awesome. I love, I love stuff like that. Um, so, you know, that'll be a dinner tonight for me and my daughter and I throw some barbecue sauce on there and, um, you know, a couple of veggies and it's all good.
0: Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about after second grade and your report cards and kind of growing up, how did you know that you were an entrepreneur? I mean, was that just kind of the only way to go for you? I had
1: one job with, um, America online. That was my only
0: job. And then, uh, after that, I, um. What was your screen name?
1: Uh, it was PS Photog. P- P- Peter Shankman, photographer. <laughs> and then when I, when I started working with them, I, w- I had to change to P. Shankman. But, um, you know, I was, it was amazing. I helped launch the newsroom at America Online and I started AOL News with like two other people and it was incredible. And then, um, uh, the downside was that, uh, they let half of us go, uh, let three fourths of us go, like in a half an hour. And, um, it's one of those things where I woke up. At 8 a.m. I had a job. At 10 a.m. I didn't. And then. Um,
0: and how old were you then?
1: Oh uh, god, early 20s. Okay. Moved back home, uh, back to New York City, and um, was like, okay, I need to, um, I need to uh, get a job. And but you know, AOL was awesome. So they let us come in whenever we want, leave whenever we want, as long as we got our work done. It was pretty awesome. And then I go to my next job, and I'm like, what do you mean I have to be at 8:30 in the morning? And I have to check in, and I have to do this and that, and that, and I have to make sure that this is. And I'm like. Is, this is not, um, this is not a job. This is Russia. I don't, <laughs> I, I don't understand. You know, and it was this horrible experience. Yeah. Right. I'm like, this is bullshit. I don't, this is not fun. AOL really kind of spoiled me in that regard. And so for me, it was sort of a wake up call where, um, okay, if I want to, um, if I want to, uh, do something that makes me happy, then I need to make sure that I am doing it on my own. Mm-hmm. And I went on my own. And I figured worst case that ha- I literally told my parents. I said, what's the worst case that happens? Worst case scenario, I'll fail. I said, when I fail, not if I fail, when I fail, I'll get a job. And I figured it'd take about three months before I failed. Well, it's been over 20 years and haven't had to get a job yet. And I think that's, <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Right. I think that's pretty awesome.
0: Where did you learn to not be afraid of failure? I
1: love failure. I mean, I've always, I think you're, I learned to skydive. Oh no. Right. And I have, I have, a, I have a, over 500 jumps no. and, um, <laughs> you know, for me, it's sort of like, if you're going to fail, um, that's how you, you know, you, you kind of, you learn what to do, right? When I, when I open my parachute, I pretty much have two options. Those options are, um, the to open and everything'll be fine. Or I'm gonna have to, um, pull my reserve and do my training. And the cool thing about that is that you wind up learning, um, that, that there's no reason to worry.
0: Because. No, Peter, no. No,
1: you're 100% wrong. <laughs> there's no reason to worry. One of two things is going to happen. You're going to succeed or you're going to fail. If I fail, right, yeah. I'm done. But I'm probably going to succeed. I've done my training. My parachute likes to open. It wants to fly. Um, it likes to fly. It wants to open, you know, and, and for those 30 seconds, once I jump out of that plane, I, I can't change anything. I can't ask for a do-over. I can't suspend gravity. That is the most free I'll ever be in my life. There is no more freedom than exactly that. And so from that, I understood that failure in any other capacity doesn't mean you're going to die. And I
0: can learn that some other way, though.
1: Okay. And, you, and you're more than right? welcome to. I choose to learn <laughs> skydiving. And that's why you don't have ADHD. But oh for me, that worked. And I love failure. I love learning. I won't hire anyone who hasn't failed. Um, yeah, it's the best thing in the world.
0: Yeah, I, I have failed, now don't get me wrong, but I, you just talking about skydiving, I mean, my stomach... So it I should take me. I mean, I can't, you would have to pull me out of the plane, and I am very strong. You would, I mean, I can't. I could not jump on my own. But well, you'd be attached to out, someone, right?
1: so you probably wouldn't need to, but...
0: um You better get me a really big skydiving partner, because he's gonna, ha- I'm gonna have both arms on the door, and my legs, like, <laughs> braced... I don't know. Like I, I do not mind taking risks in it, pretty much everything, but the thought of jumping out of a plane—I don't know what it is. Hey, I you mean, know what? It it's scary, not for right? everyone. It's right? not for everyone. Doesn't it have to be for you. But it bugs me that it's not for me because I want it to be. But for it's me scary anyway. for me, and that's the best part:
1: is that you know, if it wasn't scary, I wouldn't do it.
0: So it's still scary after. 500? Of course, if, yeah. I, if if
1: if 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 it, the day I wake up and it's not scary is the day there's something really wrong.
0: Five hundred jumps. What do you go like every week?
1: I have my own gear. I've been jumping for about uh, twelve years now and um yeah you, i you just I,
0: wake up and go hey i'm gonna go jump out of yeah plane i'm gonna then. go
1: ahead over to the drop zone today and i'll do like four or five jumps in a day
0: really yeah you do it multiple times in a day yeah
1: no and then sometimes i won't jump, you know i haven't jumped in several months so i've just been you know slammed and busy but um
0: yeah wow all right so let's talk about um well we we didn't get no because i want to know what you studied in college
1: um i was a journalism major
0: okay Okay. So, yeah, that led to help a reporter. So let's talk about that first.
1: So help a reporter, I, I like helping people. When you're ADHD, you talk to everyone. If you're on a plane next to me, unless you fake your death, I'm going to know everything about you. Oh, no. And, you're um, that guy. No, I'm the guy who knows everything about you. I didn't say I talk to you. Oh. I said I listen. There's mm-hmm. a big difference. Listening means that I'm going to learn everything about you. It doesn't mean I'm going to talk to you. It means if you don't want to talk, that's fine. I'm not that guy in the slightest. I'm the guy who listens. Everyone else in the airplane loves to talk. I love to listen, and I learn more than you could ever conceivably imagine.
0: So how do you broach that conversation? You just open your mouth. Hey, and where are you headed? Oh. Someone... Uh. Oh, what's out there?
1: And that's it. People start talking. And you try that next time. Shut up and let people talk. You'd be amazed how many people will talk to you, and you don't have to say a word.
0: I fear the rejection, though.
1: No, well, you also fear jumping out a plane, so there's not really much <laughs> I can do for you there.
0: I'm just hosed. I'm a big, fat chicken. But,
1: uh, you know, for me, I love talking to people. If they don't want to talk, great. Let them put on their headphones. I'll do the same. No harm, no foul. So being able to do that um, allows me to learn about people. Learning about people means I had a giant Rolodex. I talk to reporters all the time. They talk to me. Hey, who do you know? Who can help you? You know, I'm doing a story on blah, blah, blah. Who do you know? Um, that led to my starting a mailing list. That led to help a reporter in a very successful exit about three years later.
0: Yeah. So what came after that?
1: Wrote some books, learned about my ADHD, uh, consulted. Right now, I run a mastermind group of about uh, 150 CEO, uh, entrepreneurs, all um, everywhere from just starting out to 10 years in uh, to several eggs under their belt. We help each other. It's, uh, entrepreneurship is lonely. It's really nice to have a tribe.
0: Let's um, talk about mastermind, because I was actually not familiar with mastermind until, I guess, about two or three years ago. And I know a lot of people probably aren't familiar with it.
1: Yeah, for me, um, a mastermind is essentially just uh, having a group of people that I can consider a tribe. You know, when you're an entrepreneur entrepreneur, by yourself, it doesn't get very, very lonely. So being able to have a tribe of people who you trust, who are there for you, who are, um, you know, willing to listen um, uh, is huge. And I didn't have that when I ran Help Reporter Out. And that became very important to me. I wanted to make sure I had that. You know, when I sold the company, it was like, Oh, you should join my group. It's $20,000 a year. It's this. I'm like, shit, if I had that, I would probably wouldn't need it. You know, I want to be with uh, people who are like me and who are in the same mindset as me and things like that. And that's what led to Shank Minds. And so we are a group of about 150 people and we help each other. We are a tribe for each other. We are our accountability. Um, the usual vague, the usual concepts. And, and it's wonderful because it's, it's, you know, I know, okay, I have to be, guys, I have to be up at 4 a.m. tomorrow and I'm really tired. I don't want to, someone, uh, make sure I am. And sure enough, I'll start getting texts at 401. Mm. You know, you, you awake, everything good, you know. And, um, it's
0: awesome. And then you guys get together in Vegas?
1: Yeah, twice a year we get together. Once in New York. This is the first time actually in Vegas. Usually it's always in New York, but this is the first time I we went out and had a great time in Vegas. But normally it's always in, uh, always in New York.
0: Have you always been an early riser?
1: No, no, I was a night guy. Most of my life, um, I didn't become an early riser until, uh, God, probably 10 years ago, 15 years ago, when I realized that it was just super huge, important, super massive to the amount of things I can get done before you wake up. And look, I, I know it's not for everyone, and I don't, I don't put down people who, who, um, who don't like to get up early. That's totally cool. I do. And it works for me. And do you
0: like to ride in the morning? Is that when I you do. get your riding done? Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, I'm,
1: I, I've, when I'm doing my long rides for, um, for um, uh, my Iron Man training, um, I'll be up at at uh, some as early as three a.m. I'll be in Central Park by three thirty. Uh, I'll have three, Central Parks to myself for three hours before anyone else even wakes up. Wow. Uh, the downside of that is that I did get arrested once for exercising in Central Park, quote unquote, before it opened. Turns out there's a there's a such Park closes at night. I didn't, know that. I didn't know you could close nature. But um, <laughs> it was more about the fact that I told the cop I didn't know you could close nature. But um, Probably, yeah. That's yeah, what did it. But, but, you know, that that's that's how I live. And, and and again, I'm not saying it's what everyone should do. I'm saying it's what works with me.
0: <laughs> didn't know you could close nature. Okay, so when did you find triathlon?
1: Probably about 20 years ago. Um, You know, like ADHD, I did my first 5K. I'm like, that was awesome. I need to do a marathon. <laughs> and then uh did my marathon. I'm like, well, that was fun. But now what? Um, you know, next thing you know, it's, uh, ooh, triathlon. Why suck? My logic is, why should I suck at one sport when I can suck at three? Right. Um, and I joke, you know, I don't finish with the Kenyans. I finish with, like, guys named Ken. And that, to me, is perfect. Cause that's exactly what, um, what I want. You know, I'm not, I, I know I'm not gonna win. I don't need to win. I'm having fun. And I'm having fun. I'm doing something healthy. I'm taking care of myself. There's no, downside to that as far as i know
0: so what races have you finished as far as Ironman?
1: i uh, i finished cozumel and i w- at mile 13 of louisville of the run of louisville uh i this was all told to me later i apparently went asked for water i went to the, you know one of the one of the uh, water stops and Took some water and they said, "How are you feeling?" I'm like, "Feeling great." They go, "Great. Where are? you? What's your name?" I go, "My name is Peter." And it said, "Peter," on my bed, ba- on my bed. And I, like, "Great, Peter. Uh, where are you right now?" "In New York City," which is a problem, of course, because I was <laughs> in Louisville and um, woke up in an ambulance with an IV in each arm. Um, apparently my body had stopped rejecting, had stopped taking in water. My mile eighty of the bike, it was about 104 degrees that day.
0: Oh wow! So that was a bad day. Um, what year was that? Was that wasn't when it was still in 2014, August? 2014,
1: I think. Yeah, it was the last yeah. year they did it in August. The next year they changed it. Yeah. So I'm I glad, did I, in glad I could help people with that. Um, <laughs> You're no, Glad, glad I could offer you that. Uh, oh
0: yeah. Glad, glad my wonderful. pain
1: turned something benefit, beneficial was, for you.
0: I think 70 degrees on race day in yep. Yeah.
1: But I've done oh. I've done a half I've done a, about a dozen half Ironman I've done countless dozens of, of Olympics I've done this at New York New York City Triathlon fifteen years in a row I mean I, I love this shit it's just
0: yeah. it's fun for me Do you have another what what's your race goals for this year
1: um, I'm doing Atlantic City half again I'm doing New York City Triathlon again I'm doing I'm actually flying to Philippines and doing the Cebu seventy point three half Oh nice so that should be that should be pretty fun as well
0: Yeah very cool What what's your favorite discipline
1: Um so I enjoy the swim and I enjoy the bike. Um, I enjoy the swim cause I'm, I'm not a thin guy. And so, um, you know, f- f- fat floats. Um, <laughs> and I enjoy the bike because, um, I will smoke the professionals going down a hill.
0: Right. Me too. I'm like a rocket down.
1: Yeah. Well, that's, and you know, being a little heavy, it's one of the best things in the world is, right. is you know, I could kill this. And so that's, cool. um, and that, uh, for me and you know, the run, huh, not really a big fan. I have to have surgery on my foot later this, uh probably next month or something like that because, uh, call it 20 years of running as a fat ass. Yeah.
0: Uh, it is what it is. Yeah. So how about parenting? How is that? How is parenting and ADHD related?
1: I'm uh, <laughs> not really that connected. I mean, I love being no? a dad. I love, I'm a single dad. It's so much fun. Um, she's such a, bl- my daughter's such a blast. I just have such a great time with her. How old is so, she? She's five, five oh. and a half. And so for me, just to, just to, you know, be with her and be hanging out with her and You know, we play and we do things and I'm, 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 you know, it's fun because I get to, she gets to ask questions that I would ask as well. Um, And we get to explore things and learn things together. And that's like probably the best, like I never read the Harry Potter books in my life and we're currently reading the Harry Potter books together, which is
0: just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Parenting is special. I'm just a a huge fan. It's just so much fun. (laughs) I like my kids better now that they're older. Five is oh. okay, but um when they were, I have two and they're very close in age, and th- it was tough. I, I feel like it was really tough when they were little, and now that they're ten and eleven, they're just humans, and it's so cool to see you know the people they're growing into. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't. Babies were hard. I don't know. I'm like, what do you want? Well, yeah, it was you? pretty simple for Tell me. me. What you want?
1: My kids slept a lot, which was really nice. But no, I'm having, I'm having fun.
0: So what's it's next for fun. you?
1: Who the hell knows? Um, I'm having fun. You know, I'll keep having fun. That's the goal. As long as I can keep having fun, I have absolutely no issues. I'll just keep doing, I'll just keep doing that and keep having a good time. Um, if I can keep helping people, if I can keep, you know, showing kids and adults and parents, whatever, that ADHD is, is a gift, not a curse, you know, that's a benefit as well. Um, I don't really have, you know, I, everyone's, oh, your goals are, I'm, I'm having a good time. And as long as I can keep having a good time, I'm very happy.
0: So one more question for you, Peter, this podcast is called the same 24 hours. And it comes from the idea that we all have the same 24 hours in our Mm -hmm. day, but it's what we do with those 24 hours that leads to our greatest health, happiness and success. So what is one thing that you can point to that you do on a daily basis besides exercising um, since we've covered that? um, But one thing that you do on a daily basis that you think makes the most of your 24 hours getting up early.
1: Yeah. You know, I, I I go to sleep early and I get up early, and I love going to bed because when I go to bed, I get to I get to, the last thing that goes in my head is oh, I can't wait to do this again, and I get to wake up and do the same thing again. And how fortunate am I? I mean, come on, that's that's mind blowing that I get the ability to do that.
0: That's awesome. That's, it's just yeah, you can't beat that. Well, thanks, Peter. We'll uh, post everything up in the show notes and your book faster than normal. Um, was awesome. So thank you for your time, and I look forward to following whatever's next.
1: Pleasure was mine. Let's do it again.